What's up, guys? Alex Contreras alongside Anthony Ray Garcia. Welcome back to a postseason edition of Marlins Barbecue. Red, what's up, my guy? What you got on the grill? What's up, guys? Welcome back. You know, last time we spoke, we were about to start that series in Chicago. And uh, we took care of business, Alex. I think we called it pretty good. I think we nailed the starting rotation, how we saw it was going to happen. So uh, let's jump right into it. What do you think? What, what, what was your biggest takeaway from that series? Man, Chicago, Chicago, y si le quita el H, si la cagaron. Yeah, they messed it up, baby. The Cubs messed it up. We went to Chicago. We went to Wrigley Field. We punched them straight in the mouth. And you know what's so funny, Red? We talked about this the whole year. We talked about how the Marlins were going to go in, and they were going to sneak into the playoffs, and why not us? And, like, dude, we really did it. We, we really went to Chicago. And the funny thing about it was that – the national media picked the Marlins to stun the Cubs. Like, oh, they're going to listen to Marlins barbecue, and now all of a sudden, now everybody's going to pick the Marlins. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised by the entire, like almost, I think every major outlet except one or two had the Marlins beating the Cubs. And I think it came down to what we've always talked about. It's just the Cubs lineup goes quiet in the postseason for some crazy reason, and the Marlins have the pitching to hang in there. I mean, look, Brian Anderson had a horrible series offensively, but and we still won. You know, we... We, this team was not known for the home runs, and we it felt like every game, that's how we got our offense. Shout out to Corey McKenzie Dickerson. Talk about what a time to wake up, bro. The postseason, my guy went oppo taco, oppo with the boppo, how they say across the pond, the UK guys. Dude, I can't believe it. Like, it's so crazy. The Marlins, they really came out, and they really punched them in the mouth, dude. Corey Dickerson, Jesus Aguilar. And you know what the coolest thing about it was, dude? Once we swept them and we advanced the NLDS – Watching the boys with cigars in their in their in their hands, smoking cigars in Wrigley, like at the good old Jack McKeon days. Like we haven't seen that since back in two thousand and three, dude. How cool is that? Yeah, it was wild. You could feel the swagger. You could feel the the attitude. You know, they have a chip on their shoulder, but it's kind of like a we don't give a fuck about you chip. You know, it's not really like a like oh we have to prove something. You know, it's not like the Astros trying to have a chip on their shoulder. It's more like a hey we're better than you and we know it. You know, chip and. I don't know, man. It was fun. It was a good, I mean, Sixto and Sandy pitched out of their minds. You know, I still don't even think we've seen the best of Sixto. And, I mean, what could have gone, I mean, even we lost Marte. That hurt. But Sierra comes in the next day and hits a, a I think it was a single that brought in a, a few extra runs there. I mean, what more could you ask from them? Look, real quick, let me, let me, let me run it back. These Miami Marlins are definitely out to prove something. Right, because early in the season, when we got struck by this whole coronavirus, Bob Nightingale, USA Today came out and said that these guys hit the strip club when we were in Atlanta. So how funny is it that now we're facing the National League Division Series, we're facing the Atlanta Braves, and no, these guys aren't going to no strip clubs. All right, we're COVID free, and we're gonna go and take it to their freaking face. We're gonna punch them in the mouth, dude. And you know what? These guys are playing. We're out to shock the world. All right, I'm sick and tired of these guys coming at the Marlins. And like, not only was it Bob Nightingale, it was also that uh, announcer from the Phillies that said that we had nothing but bottom feeders, dude. What do you mean that these Marlins got nothing to play for? They got a chip on their shoulder, and they're out to shock the whole world. And the way that they're fighting, the fighting fish, dude, I love it. And if all of Martin Lynch doesn't love it, like, I don't know what's wrong with you, dude. Like, this is why I'm a Miami Marlins fan. Like, the way they're playing, dude, I'm amped about it. And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the motivation. Keep picking Keep picking the other teams. Keep calling us bottom feeders. Keep saying we're not going to win. Keep saying it's a 60-game season, so it doesn't count. I guarantee if the Dodgers win the World Series, the national media will say, oh, they finally got over the hump. So I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear the, oh, it's a 60-game season. Oh, 
you know, neutral fields. Oh, you know, no fans. Oh, get get out of here, bro. Miss me with that Sh- shit. Thank shout you. out to the swag. Shout out to the swag the veterans are bringing to this squad. Jesus Aguilar, dude. Like, if you guys were able to look at the Instagram stories of the players, the Marlins players on fish stripes all over the platforms, dude, Jesus Aguilar was talking that shit straight up all to, to the Philly fanatics, to all the Philly fans. It was like, oh, we got a flight to Houston. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have a flight? Oh, you're mad. <laughs> yeah, catch, flight, the- not, catch flights, not feelings. You gotta believe it, okay? You gotta believe it. Yeah, man, and shout out, like, that whole, like, the energy, the swag is contagious. The veterans are, are, are building that confidence around the young guys. And talk about a young guy that needed that confidence, a boost of confidence. Shout out to freaking Bren Diesel, Lewis Brinson, man. I was the one guy that said, yo, I hope he has a, a subpar season so we can flip him. You know what? I take it all back. Lewin, I'm so sorry. Lewin, like. Yo, you deserve so much better. I'm so happy that you got over this hump and that you're playing with so much swag. Like, yo, watching him smoke that cigar. And he's like, hold up a second, man. Hold up a second. Let me enjoy this cigar. Because right now, we're in Wrigley Field. We swept the club, the Cubs, and we clinched to go to the NLDS. Life is good. Going to the bubble. In Houston, we are bottom feeders. I mean, and the cigar on Wrigley Field in October for the first time. Don't get much better than this, but we're not done. Right, and I bro, think it, goes, it really is good, dude. It goes it's even good. further than that, Alex. We fucking we won two of uh, the two out of three in New York in Yankee Stadium. Then we go to Wrigley and win two in a row to sweep them. And now we're gonna go see the Braves. Yeah, is there gonna be is there gonna be a chippy series? Uh, I believe uh who was it that said a uh, Kinsler said like oh it's gonna be a like there's gonna be blood, like it's gonna be a, a bloodbath, you know? It's gonna be Kinsler a 12 round, 12 round yeah. heavyweight battle. Punch for punch. Everybody... We're gonna be going at them, dude. Right. Everybody's been counting them out the whole year. What makes this any different? But before we move on to Atlanta. I think we got to bring up the fact that we saw our, you know, our star catcher, our big catcher, Alfaro, you know, ride the pine for two games in the playoffs. I mean, if you, if I would have told you that in March when spring training started, that we're in the playoffs, but Alfaro doesn't play and he's healthy, you'd you'd have looked at me like I was crazy. That ass, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. Jorge Alfaro, hip hip Jorge, like he's riding the bench right now, and like, yo. It's a sacrifice this team needs to make because at the end of the day, pitching and defense wins championships, wins ball games. Shout out to Chad Wallach. Wally has been doing his thing behind the plate. He's been framing pitches. Like, by God, the MLB umpires need all the help that they can get this year, period. So, like, we got to make the strikes be as obvious as possible for them because they're not, they're not going to call them. Like, Jorge Alfaro is a good player. He's got great pop, but... If you want to talk about player comparison, do you want to have a Mike Piazza behind the plate or do you want to have a Pudge Rodriguez? Like, <clears throat> I'm not saying that Chad Wallach is a Pudge Rodriguez on 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 an offensive level. I'm saying, like, framing-wise, like, he's doing a great job and he's taking care of our pitching staff. The comfort level that our pitching staff has with Chad Wallach is incredible. And, like, look, 
a lot of people forget about this. Chad Wallace was on the way to be a great backup catcher. The Marlins signed Francisco Cervelli, who recently said that he was going to retire. Shout out to my guy for a nice career. Francisco, I hope that the Marlins can get it together. And we go out and we win for Francisco. It's amore. Yo, another thing about Francisco Cervelli, um, I'm hearing that the Marlins might possibly offer him you know, uh, a possibility in the future to come join the coaching staff and the organization, whether it's Major League Baseball or single A, minor league, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, it's good to hear. I'm also hearing Martin Prado. These are Venezuelan guys that are leaving their mark, leaving their print on this whole organization, man. And I'm so proud, dude. I'm so proud. Shout out to the whole entire Miami Marlins organization, dude. We're getting it together. Yeah, it feels like we have some continuity, uh, which is awesome for the first time. Um, moving on though here, you know, I think we just got to jump right into this. We have Sandy versus who is it? Freed pitching for the Braves tomorrow. Left-handed pitcher Max Freed is taking the ball game one of the National League Division Series for the Atlanta Braves as they take on the Miami Marlins in Houston, Texas at Minute Maid Park. How do you feel about the neutral field? You know what? Uh, like at the, at the end of the day, let me say this real quick. We played 10 games against the Atlanta Braves. The Marlins only won four. But this is a whole different animal, all right? We're in the postseason, and yeah, they dominated us in Atlanta. But ladies and gentlemen, we're not in Atlanta. We're in Houston, and we're about to take it to them, Red. Tell them. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think the field plays. Um, the way I see this series going, it's it's just going to go down to can we hold, can the pitching perform? You know, um, we've shown that we could hit a little bit in Chicago, which is good, but we just got to see. Without BA, without BA. Wait, exactly. BA without is BA. He's going to show out right now. He's going to go out to the NLDS, hashtag pay BA, and he's going to show why he needs that big bucks, baby. Yeah, we, we got to see what we get out of BA. You know, this is a huge series for him. We got to see. I mean, Sandy, if San- Sandy has something in his eyes right now that, I mean, I don't see any team touching him. Dude, did you see his face in the season finale against the Yankees? Against the Yankees, he was sick. He was like, "Yo," he was like, "I can't believe this shit, bro." He literally was, said, "He literally said they they've never when they were asking him like, oh, I've, what do you, how do you feel about going to Yankees Stadium and facing the Yankees?'" He was like, "Well, they haven't they haven't faced me. <laughs> they got to hit me." So, I mean, there's something in Sandy's eyes that I think we'll be able to hold on. The bullpen did a phenomenal job as well, um, especially in that game two where I think they threw the last four innings. Um, this is a longer series though. You know, this is we may need to throw a third arm for sure. You know, Pablo, we may need to throw that fourth arm. You don't know. You know, San, are we going to throw Sandy on short rest? Sixto probably won't go on short rest because usually when he faces a team twice, it's not good. Um, so I that's the only thing I see. I might see, you know, maybe if it's a must win game type of situation, but I don't see them throwing Sixto necessarily on short rest, you know, unless the game goes a full five. Um, I see Sandy, Sixto, Pablo lines up nicely, or maybe Sandy, Pablo, Sixto just to throw Pablo. Pablo hasn't pitched. Since the Saturday game in New York? Yeah, I mean, I think we nailed it when we talked about this. Like, what was going to be the starting rotation? Like, what where were the guys that we wanted to see? And we freaking nailed it, dude. We said Sandy, Sixto, Pablo. Right. And that's exactly what went out there, Sandy and Sixto. And, like, the Atlanta Braves have already announced their first three game starters. We got Max Fried, the left-handed pitcher, Ian, uh, Ian Anderson, a right-handed pitcher, and Kyle Wright for game three. So, you know what? These are a couple of young bucks coming out here and and pitching for the Braves, but I'm not worried about him, guy. I'm not worried about him at all. Like, yeah, you talk about it's a five-game series. Look, Sandy's going to take the ball in game one, six of game two, Pablo game three. If it's a must-win game, I can totally see Don Manley looking at the horse 
and Sandy Alcantara. You saw the face the guy had in New York. So right. you know he's going to be like, yo, give me the ball. The way that Josh Beckett did in 2003, when you look at Jack McKean, like, yo, give me the ball, Jack. Just give me the ball. Do it. <laughs> That's how it's going to be, dude. When these young bucks is feeling like that, dude, you just got to give them the ball. Do it. Don Manley, do it. And I, yeah, I'm good with Sandy going on short rest. I just don't think Sixto would. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I think we have the bullpen. Our bullpen's been good. We have the starting pitching. Can we take three of five from the Braves? I mean, what would that do? That would shock Major League Baseball, which, by the way, let's don't even get me started on Major League Baseball disrespecting the fish and giving us all these noon and one and two o'clock stupid games. How do they expect to grow their brand? And the organizations and, you know, the smaller markets, when they're fucking putting us at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday, that's disrespect. I blame Rob Manfred, bro. The commissioner, once again, continues to fail, dude. Like, it's incredible. Why the hell would you put a National League Division Series, all of the games, not one, not two, not three, all of the freaking games at 2 o'clock? Who the hell is going to watch it in between in the week? Bro, right. people have a not, job. They like, have to go out and pay for bills. Like they're not like gonna even see this. Me, I'm, like you don't think about that. Right now it's the weekend, and we're not watching no baseball. Like why the hell did nobody think about this shit? Right, and like look at look at us. Like I'm the biggest. I'm I consider myself one of the biggest diehard Marlin fans that I know personally, and I have to work every game. I'm working. There's nothing I could do. You know, like <laughs> I have to work. So. I'll listen to the game on the radio, but come on, man. You know what's going to be the worst part, bro? The worst part's going to be that you know when this is all said and done, they're going to say, oh, look at the ratings of the Marlins pulled in the playoffs. You know, Miami only showed like one point something, you know, some stupid low number. And their people are going to talk crap and say that the Marlins have no fans. And we're going to have to go through all this again, even though it's a freaking 2 o'clock game. Who could watch this game? Kids that got out of school at 1245? Man, me and back in sixth grade, I would have been watching it in freaking classroom. I told my teacher, my PE teacher, yo, hook it up, put the game on. But like, yo, seriously, my guy, like, how is nobody thinking about this marketing wise? Like, I don't know how Major League Baseball is not running with this beautiful story of the Miami Marlins, dude. We're talking about eighteen players went down at the beginning of the season, spring training, spring training two point oh. All right, it's a miracle that we were able to stay afloat. Like we talked about it, we stayed afloat. All right, James Hoyt. James Hoyt, man. Dude, we picked up James Hoyt. The guys that we picked up that were DFA'd from other teams and that helped us stick it through and ride this whole entire wave in Miami, dude. It's so beautiful. People aren't talking about this enough, and they're not going to talk about this until we freaking seal the deal and win the whole chip. And that's what it's going to take for Major League Baseball to open their freaking eyes. I can't believe it, but that's what it's going to take. Right, and then even the worst part about that is the, the, the worst part about that is if the Marlins do pull it off, they're just going to say it's an asterisk season. But you know what? They can shove that asterisk up there. You know what? Because... <laughs> I had I'm not even a heat fan. I'm not even a heat fan. And I'll be the first to say that most heat fans are toxic towards the Marlins. But I had this argument with someone that was saying, like, oh, the heat making to the finals is uh, it doesn't make any sense because you know they would have never have won all those games in Milwaukee. I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? So the <laughs> they had the same opportunity to play the game. What are you talking about? Home court advantage, you know, it's gonna be the same argument. It's going to be the same shit, you know. It's it's going to get old, but you know what? This team has already done more than I thought they were going to do this year, more than you thought, more than everybody thought. Nobody could have predicted this. And to beat the Cubs in Wrigley, Alex, 
Look, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Come on, don't tell me I wasn't one of the guys that was saying that we were gonna be out here. Look, we're in the National League Division Series, and there's no way that I don't think that we can definitely take it to the Braves. Look, if the Marlins go to the National League ch- uh, Championship Series and we fall short and we lose, bro, that's a winning season for me. I'm gonna be super proud of them, and I can't believe I'm admitting that. Hey, if they lose, I'm gonna be proud of them. But damn, bro, I'm gonna be super proud of them, bro. It's been 16, 17 years since we did anything. Like I love these guys so much, and it's incredible. And thank you so much for all the joy you're bringing. And ultimately, all of us want them to win a World Series. But if they lose in the NLCS after stunning the Braves and the Cubs, I ain't mad at them, bro. I'm not mad at Derek Jeter. I'm not mad at, at Bruce Sherman, dude. What they've been doing is beautiful. The way that this front office has moved, Mike Hill, you deserve an extension. And why you when you get your extension, give BA an extension. And like, yo, it's, it's just my guy. It's so beautiful. beautiful Watch thing. it come together. No, and Alex, and I spoke to my season ticket rep honestly the other day, and she was telling me that they have received more calls about next season than ever. So picture this: no matter what happens this year, from now on, this season is amazing. You know. Next fan fest Dude. is going to be out of control. Next, let me tell you training. something real quick. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. It's so great. It's so great that you talked about your Marlins representative hitting you up. Funny enough, my Marlins representative hit me up as well this week. Antonio, shout out to Antonio. He hit me up. He's like, "Hey, Alex, how you doing? How's everything going?" He's like, "Yo, listen, we want to invite you to a Marlins watch party when they were playing the Cubs." Dude, how right. cool is that? The Marlins are really going out of their way. They're really reaching out to this community, dude. They're really trying to stay in touch. Bro, They we've been talking about it with the food drives and everything and being involved with the community and the coronavirus test at Marlins Park. Dude, what else do these Marlins have to do? They, they're winning now, guys. They're winning now, dude, and it's beautiful to witness. Like, thank you, Marlins. Thank you for making me so happy. So my rep hit me up, and she's basically like, oh, we're getting more phone calls, you know. Next uh, fan fest is gonna be the first time we were in, we we were in in the stadium in over a year. Then we have uh, spring training, and then we're gonna have opening day. And that opening day, we play against Tampa. I believe that's at home, right? We play Tampa at home. I Ooh, believe so. Why? I, I don't Ooh, care who it is. <laughs> Whoever it is, that stadium's gonna be sold out. I don't care what who's there. Sixto most likely or Sandy's gonna have the ball, and we're and it's a. You're gonna be feel so much more confident now. Let me let me make this very clear, Marlins. The expectations for next season, our playoffs are bust. There's no more mediocre shit. I don't care if it's this new format. I don't care. It's that's it. You've set the bar, and now you got to re- go above it. Absolutely. Hey, and going back to opening day, 2021, the Marlins announced that they're uh, they're gonna play on Thursday. April 1st versus the Tampa Bay Rays. So you were completely right. A three-game set versus the Rays, April 1st to the 3rd, and then they will face the St. Louis Cardinals for three games from April 5th through the 7th on our very first homestand of 2021. Beautiful. All right, Alex, let's get into this next series predictions. What do you got, bud? We are going to stun the Braves. And I'm going to tell you why. Sandy Alcantara, Sixto Sanchez, and Pablo Lopez. All right. They were talking to Sixto Sanchez. The media was after the Marlins 
classified for the National League Division Series. And the way that this guy was talking about the team, it made me so proud. He was saying, yo, I want to give the team the confidence to know that when I'm on the mound, they're guaranteed a W. Dude, when's the last time you heard a Miami Marlins starting pitcher talk that way? No, it's it's poetry. Here's my prediction. Marlins in four. And I'll tell you why. Marlins in four because you look back at the last few series the Braves had, their bats, except for that last game against uh, the Reds, late in that game, I think they scored seven runs in one inning. But besides that, they have like eight runs the whole series. Went cold. Against Reds pitching. Now, don't get me wrong. Reds pitching is no, you know, walk in the park. But it's not what the Marlins are throwing out there, you know. Yeah, Trevor, uh, not Trevor, but Bauer is nasty. I'll give him that. But Sandy Pablo and Sixto, I don't see a better trio or hotter trio right now. Um, I'll give it. I'll give them one game. You know, that one game where they were put up 14 runs. But I think it's Marlins in four. And I'll sit with that. And I think, I, I think we're going to see the Padres in the division championships or whatever the hell they're called now. NLCS. Listen, man, real quick before we keep moving on, I'm I'm also picking the Padres over the Dodgers. Um, I'm thinking that all these Braves fans that think, hey, we scored 29 runs against the Marlins and uh, 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 we're going to do it again. Dude, that was a fluke, all right? The Marlins pitching season ERA against the Braves was like in the sixes. It's bull. If you take it, take away that one game, you take away the guys that aren't in that bullpen, dude, our ERA sitting at the hup, the higher threes, close to the fours. So you know what? We're going to take it to the Braves, and we're going to beat them, and I can't wait. And, yo, shout out to all the guys everybody and the girls that go on my social media um, platform and they check out my Twitter, my Instagrams. If you guys went on there recently the last week, you would have seen an awesome video where I stopped at this, uh, at this little building out here in Savannah, Georgia. They got a big ass sign, a billboard that says honk for the Braves, right? At coach's corner. Long story short, man, I pull up and I'm like, yo, the Braves ain't ready for us, man. We're going to punch him in the face. We're going to take it to him in the national league division series. Honk for the Braves. That's what it says, honk for the Braves. Look, look, look. I'm gonna get off, I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get off, I'm gonna start the whole show. They crazy. Hey yo, hey yo. We'll see you in the NLDS. We'll see you in the NLDS. Yeah, we'll see you in the NLDS. Not a chance. The Braves don't got a chance to get into fish, baby. We're going to shock the world, and that's what we're best at. Shout out to the only undefeated team in Major League postseason history. <laughs> Tell them. So um, let's just talk about it. You going to the World Series when the Marlins make it there? Look, man, talking about the World Series, tickets go on sale tomorrow or today or whenever you're listening to this, October 6th at 10 a.m., for tickets, go to TexasRangers.com. And if you can get yourself 
some tickets out of the 11,500 tickets that are going to be available. You are the man, all right? The only reason why I would get them is because I know that the Marlins are going to make it to the World Series. And if they fall short, it's cool, man. You can flip them and you can make some guap. Last time I looked it up, the tickets, the resale value, the bleacher seats out in Casa La Pinga were over a thousand bucks, dog. So if you get yourself <laughs> some tickets, you're gonna make some money, baby. Let's go, Marlins! <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for battling through it. Uh, I've been battling through this entire episode, trying not to cough. I'm dealing with a nasty cold, so I've been muting myself a lot. But Alex, thanks for hanging in there for us, brother. And um, next week we'll we'll talk. You know, actually, no, let's do this. If we when we beat the Braves, we'll get back on because we'll have a party by then. Absolutely, guys. Real quick before I forget, man, I got some awesome gear at BreakingTea.com. I got my Air Air Miggy Rojas shirt, and I ordered my bottom feeder shirt. Make sure you guys go to BreakingTea.com, order yourself a cool-ass shirt, and rock out. Show that Marlins pride all across the United States or wherever the hell you're at. And let's go Marlins. For more exclusive information, cool articles, make sure you go visit fishstripes.com. Red, where can we find you at? What's your Twitter handle, my guy? Let people talk that shit to you. Everyone loves talk coming at me. Uh, Red Garcia <laughs> underscore underscore. Come at me. I tweet nonsense all game. I break people's hearts and I'm pretty realistic. So come at me. Alex, where can we find you on all your platforms? Find me at the real Lacon on Twitter. For some feel-good moments on Instagram, on TikTok, and YouTube, look me up on Talk Baseball, guys. Hey, thank you so much for staying in tune to Marlins Barbecue. And hey, go get some Marlins Lagers and turn it up, baby. National League Division Series, Braves ain't ready. We taking it to them, and we going to punch them in the face. Woo! I'll see you Eli. all at La Carreta with the pots and pans. <laughs> yeah! Cue the music, Eli! Eli!